Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1724. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in beautiful Fountain Valley, California, with a very special guest by the name of Ken Vela. Hey, Ken, welcome to Cars Yeah, my friend. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready. I'm, I'm holding on. All right. Well, hopefully you don't have to hold on too tight. I, I won't be too crazy here uh, as we're cruising the Coast Highway, one of my favorite places uh, down in Southern California where I grew up. Uh, before I give you a proper introduction, though, could you tell me one little thing sure. that most people don't know about you? Wow. Well, um, my I would say it's my medical background. Uh, I've got uh, 20 plus years in diagnostic ultrasound, nuclear medicine, skilled nursing, rehab, psych, brain injury, speech pathology, addiction treatment, and hospice. Whoa. Holy cow. <laughs> well, you know what? This is a bit near and dear to my heart. My father, uh, I lost him about almost four years ago now, but when he mm -hmm. was 80, he felt he was building a deck. This guy, my dad never slowed down. He was building a deck at his house on a very steep slope and the workers were helping him and they'd put up the railing and they'd gone to lunch, but they hadn't fastened it yet. And oh, he no. walked up there and he leaned on it and he went right over, fell 10 feet and landed on the top of his head, broke mm -hmm. his, broke his C2 vertebrae. And I wow. got a call from his doctor saying, you know, your dad's here. He gave me your number to call. Uh, we don't know how he's not dead. He did mm -hmm. the Christopher Reeve break, C2 vertebrae. Mm -hmm. He should be paralyzed, but somehow the grace of God, He's still mm -hmm. okay, but he's going to need some help. Well, one of right. the things is when they did the surgery on his vertebrae, they went in through the front of his mm -hmm. neck and they damaged his vocal cord. Mm. And he had to basically relearn to swallow and mm -hmm. to speak. Yes. It was terrible. I mean, just so hard on him. He had a liquid diet for like six months. He couldn't yep. swallow things. So people like you, I hold my hat too, because oh. I, I mean, to help people Thanks. come back is a tremendous thing that you've done. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how, how the brain can re retrain itself. You know, I was into the speech therapy. We had OTPT and speech and just to learn uh, the pre-morbid history of the clients, um, understanding their backgrounds and developing a care plan for that specific person one-on-one. -on -one. And, and, you know, and I, when I first got into it, I thought speech, well, I guess we're going to learn how to talk, it, you know, but then we got into the swallowing evaluations, like, like you had mentioned, yes. uh, we got into the, the, the full gamut of everything. And it, it was just so neat to, to see the brain just, just reconnect, you know, and it's amazing. And the toughest thing for me, and I learned from, from those examples and, and it was always, well, mostly it was men that had, had the issues because they were up on roofs and they're yeah. the dare, yeah. Dare, dare yeah, we devil. do dumb things. Yeah. And I do too, you know, but it, it, again, it's, it's just amazing how, how you can work with the clients. And, and the biggest thing was they regretted not spending enough time with their family and chasing that dollar. And I learned a lot from that, knowing that, yes, money is important, but, uh, but friends, family uh, are extremely important. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it's, it's an amazing, amazing place to be to help people like that. Um, the, the, you know, they're coming in in, 
in a wheelchair. They can't feed themselves. They can't walk. But to see them gradually change going from a wheelchair to a walker to a four-point cane to a single point and the, and the transition, it, yeah. it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. So yeah. I, really, I did that for about 10 years. I was in that, in that realm, and I, and I just absolutely loved it. Well, my hat's off to you. Let me give you a proper introduction, and then sure. we're going to dive into the world of cars here. Ken Vela owns and operates Wicked Customs. That's spelled W-I-K-D and K, Customs with a K, works as an MC and is an auto event planner. His career includes time behind the microphone as an announcer and voice actor, as you can tell from his marvelous voice, which I'm very envious of. He worked in the medical field, as he said, as a speech therapist, helping to develop strategies for brain injury patients with severe cognitive impairments. As he mentioned, he restores vintage cars and a hobby as a hobby and built a one-off Hot Rod Outlaw, Speedster, close to my heart. I love old Porsches. He likes to call Wicked 356. He works with past cars, yeah, I guess, Fireball Tim Lawrence on his Malibu vlog, sharing the so-called beach life. You know, when I watch that, I get really, my, my heart goes back to my days on the ocean. You guys break my heart. He's also producing the Fountain Valley Classic Car Show. Ken's slogan is, remember, passion is your superpower. I love that about you, Ken. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible. So sit tight. We're in Malibu, baby, having some fun. We'll be right back. Do you have a pet in your household that loves to go for rides? Our pets are part of our families, but they can be very hard on your vehicle's interior. Covercraft offers a wide variety of solutions to protect your vehicle from Fido's rough treatment. Canine cargo area covers are padded for comfort and provide door-to-door -door protection. Pet pads have built-in features that keep cargo areas and seats protected. Covercraft's quality pet solutions cover cargo areas, bucket or bench seats, and protect from damaging claws, pet fur and hair, mud, moisture, and drool from permanently damaging those fine finishes on your vehicle's interiors. Choose from a variety of styles and covers for almost every vehicle that's made. And here's something I've got just for you. And for Fido, use the code YAH120 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft pet protection order. That's right, 10% off. That'll make Fido happy. Simply use the code YAH120, Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. And Fido too. American Collectors Insurance, that's how I now protect my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Are you insuring your classic vehicles on your regular daily driver auto policy? Then your special vehicles are at risk. Your regular auto insurance carrier won't tell you how much you'll get until after a claim. And more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With a agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. If you're driving your collector car less than 5,000 miles a year, do what I did. Call American Collectors Insurance and get your very own agreed value policy tailored to your specific vehicle. If you're like me, you're picky about who works on your special ride. A great policy allows you to choose your repair shop of choice, and that means you'll know the job is done right. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did at American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors 
for collectors. All right, Ken, we are back. And as we start this journey, I'm going to call your life. I'd love for you to share a a success quote, a mantra. Now, that one that I mentioned may be the one you want to elaborate on, but maybe there's another one. So take the wheel. Well, you know, as, as you said, a passion is your superpower. And, and basically being able to go above and beyond your expectations to push yourself, get out of your comfort zone and, and build self-confidence. And a lot of times I know that you get stuck or you get frustrated and you just want to just give up or just uh, not knowing uh, a lot about what uh, what you're actually getting yourself into. A lot of times uh, I, I, I watched the episode, or I watched, I listened to the episode uh, with Lou and how he's just said, just, just do it. Just go ahead and, and just uh, just let it go. And right. But that's why I said that, that gives you the confidence. That, and it, to me, it just overshadows all your fears and all your worries. And it's like, yeah, I really want to do this. I'm going to push through and I'm going to figure it out and just don't stop until you get it done. Tenacity. Uh, is a key element for my entrepreneurs. So all the people I've mm-hmm. talked to on the show is just a never give up attitude, keep doing it. And it's that old stage that, you know, the minute you start to think about quitting, stop and think about why you started. Think about that excitement. Right. You know, it's almost right. like dating or being married. If you, things are getting a little stale, try to mm-hmm. go back to when you first met that person, how excited they mm-hmm. made you feel. Why? What was that? How can you get that back? It's a mm-hmm. lot like that in life, right? Yeah, it's just the, the the passion. Sometimes you you fall out of love, so to speak, and it's just a matter of getting back in there. And you know, it, it once you know, as an example, cars itself, the automotive. Uh, if you've got the bug, you you can't get rid of it. It's it's in there, and it will always find a way to come out of it. And if you've got the passion, the talent, don't fight it. Just just go with it. Just go with it. Well, let's talk yeah. about the passion and the talent and the love for cars that you have in your life with Wicked Customs. I want you to tell us a lot more about all the cool things that you're doing. What mm-hmm. gets you excited and wh- how you get up? Because you've got a very eclectic world that you're evolving in here. So kind of walk yeah. us through the steps of Wicked Customs. Yeah, you know, I um, it all started, I'm going to say, you know, I was in the, the medical field for the for the 20 plus years. And I said, you know what, I've always wanted to build uh, custom cars. And when I saw the Batmobile for the first time, that was my inspiration. When I saw that as a little kid, I was just blown away. It was always elusive or, or slowly spinning in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> you can't put pause on it. You can't record it. So you have to wait for the next episode. So that's what really started me into really thinking about that. And plus playing with uh, Hot Wheels cars and and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but when I saw that, I just lit up and I says, you know, what what is that? Uh, who makes it? Who built it? You had no idea as a little kid. But come full circle, I meet the man that built it. Yeah. I sit in the car that he built. Yeah. We have lunch. We, we're, we're friends. And I'm very good friends with the family and, and his grandson and, you know, Joe G. Bear. It's just, it's just amazing. I don't know where that came from. It was like, <laughs> how do you imagine that? You know, and that's just one, one big wow as far as starting out, you know. So what are some of the many things that you do? I, I like the strange projects. Like one of the projects I'm working on right now is a 51 Packard uh, Patrician. And it hadn't ran in, since 1982. So it's, it was left for dead. So in a matter of... Eight hours, we got it running, running beautifully. But we got it, you know, got it to get turn over. But we had to go through and and replace the gas tank and all the other things in in and out. So I like things like that. Most people won't touch even even like the rust issues. Being uh, from Indiana, we had salt on the roads, and that's basically how I learned how to deal with rust. And so when I see something rusty out here, I'm like, 
oh, that's nothing. That's just surface. You know, and the guys that live here, they're like, oh my God, there's rust on it. You know, I don't want to do it. Uh, but I like the the unusual projects. Um, another project I worked on was uh, Tony Dow's uh, 1962 Corvair. Yes. That uh, I, I, I restored that. At that, I prefer the uh, preservation restoration like I do with the museums, like the Murphy Auto Museum, when I prep their cars. I want to preserve uh, what is out there, the natural patina, bring in the blending of the paint. It sort of still has the same finish. It's very creative and very difficult. It's not a matter of just unbolting, sandblasting, priming, doing all that stuff in the painting and putting it all back together. This is really thought after because you have to do that with the interior. You have to do that with, with pretty much everything. With Tony's, it was stuck in the 80s, and I wanted to leave it that way. And little did we know that it had been painted about five different times. So it was blue, it was red, it was black, it was black again, and then it was black again, you know. Um, so to try to blend the old finish and the new finish together and to come up with something uh, very, very cool and still emulate that, um, that patina, uh, that vintage look, that, that's what I enjoy. Well, yeah. Tony was a guest on the show. Fireball introduced me to him. And of course, you know, I grew up back in the day watching he and the Beef yeah. and that TV show and everything. And he talked extensively with great joy in his voice about that car that you put together for him, which is pretty yeah. cool. Brought back his youth. Yeah. And that's really what these cars do for most of us. Now, this Wicked 356, my listeners know I'm a huge Porsche fanatic. I've had many okay. Porsches. I've always wanted to have a Speedster. Sadly, uh, Speedsters used to be affordable. Now they're somewhat unobtaining. But you have a car that you've gone a little crazy with, right? Well, yeah, I had to because that was my introduction into the car world. And this was my make it or break it moment. Uh, when I was a kid, I did custom custom cars and actually had to put myself and pay for some speeding tickets and, and attorneys. Uh, and that's basically how what fueled that. But it was my last chance, I, th I felt, to, to get back into working with cars again and, and to leave because I built the uh, the whole medical field and, and dealing deal, working with that and and I was raised that you know you need to pick a profession you need to you need to do something respectable and and they pushed me in different directions and it's like well, wait a minute at the end of the, the end of your life I guess what about me what 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 did I want I was always doing what I was supposed to do or I was told to do what what am I passionate about what do I want to do right. and I said you know what I want I want to build cars again I want to I want to see if I can make it in that world so. Uh, I came up with the Wicked 356. I scoured the internet for vintage race cars, ideas, um, thousands of photos. I've never been around a, a, a Porsche, any of the vintage racers. I knew nothing of it. And just to evolve into the German way of thinking, so to speak, and understanding Ferdinand Porsche, where he came from, his background, opened up a whole new world for me uh, because I was from the big three, you know, in, in Indiana. You know, Midwest, that's just, that's American cars. Yeah. You know, foreign cars are like, mm, no, we don't, we don't, we don't like that. I mean, I'm a Chevy guy through and through. And I like, I like all cars, but, but to open up that, that world of ingenuity and the way they did it, it was amazing. So this thing, I threw everything at it and I wouldn't do this to a, 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 a real, numbers matching type uh, Porsche 356. This is a replica. This was one of the first kit cars, so to speak, CMC out of Florida. Oh, yeah. Way back in the day, um, which we know the history about that. We won't go there. It's not good. <laughs> um, but we, uh, I, I pulled that, double widened the fenders. Uh, we've got 15 by 
by 10 uh, in the rear as far as t- uh, wheels, oh 15 gosh. by 9 in the front so to get that to fit. But we took a, uh, a 914, 1970, uh, 76, and a 2-liter, and we punched it out just about to 3 liters. And what we did is 9.5 to 1 compression. We put uh, Chevy small block rods in it, made it actually 1 inch wider uh, than original, wow. uh, running 48 IDA carburetors, uh, uh, 48, 38 valves in it as well, nice big cam, running a, a 901 uh, shifter, uh, not sorry, 901 uh, transmission five-speed yeah. Porsche uh, 1965, and then I uh, retrofitted a 915 uh, gear shifter for wow. it. So now it's gated, um, so converted it over because the shifting pattern is completely different. So I threw everything at this thing, not to mention nitrous. So it has a flogger (laughs) system of nitrous as well that we welded into the plenum. But he has an electric deck lid, just like the new Porsches. So when you hit uh, speeds, it raises up and it levels out on the freeway to get that cooling. Um, And then I have nitrous on purge. I think you saw the the picture uh, of that. (laughs) Nine-point roll cage. I I threw everything at this thing. And even the numbers are hand-painted to mimic the vintage. That was the whole thing. I wanted to make it – everything was new, but it had to look old. And and it's really hard to stay on focus because there's so many cool things out there. But I had to think about what did they do back then? They they didn't have Phillips screws. They had – slotted screws you know you had to look at all that things were handmade um so so i mimicked all of that in order to put this together and and i said it had to be the best in nothing like anything that's been out there in order to make my mark yeah no fun um, <laughs> thank you <laughs> and that was my last chance i said if this doesn't hit or if it does uh i'll leave the medical field and i'll get into cars because i love cars yeah and uh, lo and behold, in 2013, uh, I was in the concourse uh, in Huntington Beach, and uh, uh, Fireball Tim was the Grand Marshal. And he saw the car, and that was it. I took Best of Show that year with that car, and uh, it, I've never looked back, you know, cool. uh, ex- except for the big paycheck, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it's a great story, and I love yeah. I love what you did. And, uh, yeah, it's a wild, wild ride. So I'll make sure to put links so that our listeners can go and take a peek at what we're talking about here. You know, I always like to ask my guests about a big challenge, big failure they faced in life. And more importantly, what did that failure lead to in a positive sense? Because I always have believed that failing is good because it means you tried something you've never done. And I've always said, if you fail right. and you fall down, at least fall forward, you're a few feet further down the road than you were. Yeah. So walk us through one of those times. But more importantly, what was that lesson learned? Well, I think that my biggest challenge was was learning. Uh, learning. I had disabilities, uh, like I mentioned. We were. We, I just mentioned uh, uh, Luis Santiago uh, that he had some similar issues with that. Same, same identical thing. I, I uh, no matter how hard I studied, uh, I, I just. It's like I, I felt that I didn't know how to study, or something was just wrong. I, I could spend eight hours on this thing, take the test the next day, and and get a D. And it, and it's like I didn't know what was going on. So struggling with that, you know, my parents always said, you need to go to college. I was like, well, I don't have the grades. We don't have the money. So it was always a struggle trying to figure out. And, and so I had to figure out ways of excelling uh, without, with all those uh, setbacks or with, with those uh, deficiencies and um, learn by, by, by watching visually. If I see something, I can tell you exactly how to take it apart put it back together, and maybe even make it more efficient just by by looking at this or watching something, mechanical or whatever it is. Um, so I took that ability and started with the cars. I would 
I would imagine different pieces. The first project I had was a uh, 74 Vega, and it was my dad's go-to-work car. And you know how that goes when you're a kid. You get to drive it when he's not taking it to work. Yeah. But, you know, and I learned how to tinker on it and things like that. I would visualize what I wanted to do, like a front air dam. I said, how can I do a three-piece bolt-on front air dam? And I was figuring it out in my head, and I was doing drawings. And when I put it together, it was exactly like I imagined it in my head. So I'm like, wait a minute. I think I've got something. And I kept doing that, and that's I still have that, and that's what scared me through. Even in the medical field, I mean, all those positions required degrees, which I didn't have. Yeah. I did it by learning the hard way. Yep. And I always tell my nephews and, and uh, cousins and uh, going through school, I says, you know, try and get your education and don't struggle like I did. It's it's tough out there to try and do that. Yeah. You know, nowadays, my sister is a special ed teacher, and uh-huh. she's talked to me at length about uh, challenges and, and different learning disabilities and, and challenges that people have different learning of different ways. And you are by far, you and Lou are not the first people who've been on this show yeah. to share these challenges. But what I find yeah. fascinating is that it's mostly people that go into the creative field because they can visualize things better. My my dad, same problem, had a dyslexic problem. He could Mm -hmm. see things in his mind. How he ever got an engineering degree, I mean, well, he had help. He had a tutor that helped him. He he worked hard. He worked really hard. Yeah, very hard. So I really appreciate and respect you sharing the story. And it's, it's fascinating that now at least we have the mindset in schools most schools, that we can identify this with certain kids and realize they need to learn a different way. They need a different path. They need different kind of help than others do. And they can be successful really in in anything that they want to do. Uh, I had a a guest on the show who he became a doctor and he was severely Mm -hmm. dyslexic as a kid. And you know, he goes, it was not easy, but I became a physician and he did that for his whole life. Now he's in his retirement working at a very prestigious museum because he loves uh, cars. That's where he wants to yeah. be. But uh, yeah, it's a fascinating story. Well, let's take a little break. We'll take a breath. We come back. I want to sure. dive into this personal passion that you have for cars. So sit tight. Again, we're cruising in Malibu with Ken. This is going to be fun. We'll be right back. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, founded Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, 
he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Apex. It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip apex reminiscent of Turn 4 at Laguna Seca. The Racing Series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. Cheers! All right, Ken, we are back. We're going to pull over the side of the road and check out the surf here. You know, something I used to do, grab my board and go surfing. I miss those days. Back when I could flail my long hair back. Uh, imagine that. Can't imagine that. It's long gone. What was that moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy? Well, like I said, when, uh, you know, I, I, I laugh because I actually it takes me back to, to being a little kid again and, and dreaming about California and coming. And that's where the, uh, you know, the, the, the best cars were, the, uh, the, the, the palm trees and the, the women the in beaches, the bikinis. The thinking, girls, yeah. The yeah. All the all the things that we see on TV and and on and on the movies, and then I get here and I'm like, wait a minute, it's not like that at all. It kind of <laughs> is, but but there's some there's still some reality in there. But being a little yeah. kid in you know in uh, in Indiana, right. uh, but yeah, back in the early '70s, just flipping through Hot Rod magazine, ordering uh, uh, my my as there's another uh, interesting thing, uh, Iski Iskandarian, oh, a yeah. very good friend of mine. As a teenager, I ordered his his cam book because I couldn't figure out. What a, how a camshaft worked, and so I ordered his book, and I, I learned everything about camshafts, and now we're really good friends. I mean, how amazing is that? It's a reminder of it's where I, where it's where I belong. It's where I need to be. Yeah. Because um, I, I didn't seek that out. That it, it it came to me. And same thing with with George Barris and the and the Batmobile and everything else. But as a little kid playing with Hot Wheels, um, I even remember taking a box and an old steering wheel and I'd shove it in the box and I found some keys and I put it in there. <laughs> it was just, it was always there. But when I built that Vega that I was talking about earlier, I made it into a baby Z28. And that was in the days where the, they were blacking things out in California. All the chrome was blacked out, the bumpers, right, everything. That California look. Yeah. So I, I, I started doing that. And that was way before anybody was doing it back at home. And it was funny because people were looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I said, just, just. Hear me out. Just watch it. Uh, but I would, you know, shade the, the door handles and and we all the seams and drop the lettering off off the, the vehicle. So you really you had an idea what it was. I made custom taillights out of uh, plexiglass instead of blue dots. I used blue stars. I cut out hand cut stars and then I blacked them out with the uh, plexiglass, cool. smoke plexiglass to give it that look. And then I made uh, headlight covers uh, in Mom's oven. <laughs> so. 
Um, and I did the, uh, you know, the, the actual uh, scoop on the side, the front fender, and then the kick out in the rear were all handmade. And even the hood scoop, I actually cut it down, remolded it into the actual Vega hood. So at that point, that really helped me realize that I have a taste for custom and, and cars. So that was really the first thing that carried me through. Now, I'm going to crawl into your head. See if you can answer this question. I'll bet no one's ever asked you this. If you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is your own personality wrapped into a vehicle. So what would Ken Vela be? And more importantly, why? Well, that's that's really interesting. I think if, if I could be anything, it, it would be basically my 57 Chevy. It's a combination of the 57 and, and the Porsche because it, it mimics my personality. And, and when they're in the garage together, it's like, what were you thinking? They don't, they're, they're, they're night yeah, and day. Completely different, but, with, but they're from the same yeah. era. How do they do that? Right. And so I look at that as um, I wanted something mean and aggressive, just, just solid. And when I look at that car and I drive that car, that's what that's all about. And I have that in me. Uh, the Chevy... Um, is is polished, chrome, shiny, uh, but yet when I flip the, uh, the the cutouts, the electric cutouts, I've got a um, let's see, it's got a 444 Detroit Locker rear end in that thing, uh, NASCAR rear end, and it's running a um, a 640 640 roller cam in it, and it's a it's a actually it's a small block. So it's a 397 cubic inch with that big thing. Um, so when that thing lights up. It's aggressive and, 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 and just crazy. And that's 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 kind of me. I, you know, I'm, I'm polished, but yet, you know, a little bit of all of that. So You know, it's a nice way you answered that because the gentleman that gave me the idea for this question when I first started doing this podcast is an artist who lives up in Venice. And he was a combination of where he came from, which was the Great Britain, and Austin Healy, but the back of a Cadillac Biarritz, <laughs> the big Cadillac oh, with the, the Biarritz. Yeah. yeah, the 59, I believe it was, with the big fins and everything. So yeah. he was a bit of a Frankenstein because of these two elements of his personality. And that's what you just mm-hmm. did. I mean, you think about yeah. 57 Speedsters, 57 Chevys. I mean, to- talk about two different worlds, two different concepts. Right. And it was, you know, and it was very tough too, because when I built that car, the there was really no place for it. Any of the car shows says no foreign cars. Yeah. You know, and I'd have people telling me like, oh, why, why did you build that? It's like, no, you just don't get it. You don't get it. But that car was, uh, was, was actually invited to uh, Art Center for their very prestigious show. Oh, yeah. And, and talk about... A someone that was self-taught, I was extremely nervous because these are highly trained, skilled, one of the top schools for design in the country. Yep. And I have this car on display for the graduating students. So I think this was 2016 when I did that. And it was amazing how they just gravitated to it. They loved it. And, and I was so, so worried about that. But it was just it's just an amazing thing. And I'm just really glad that I built that car and, and, and did that because uh, again, that that's it's just it's part of me, and, and without even realizing it, and that's the conclusion I came up with because I myself had to look at it and say, "What what is with this?" And I'm like, "Wait a minute, this, that's actually me." Congratulations, awesome! All right, we're diving into what I call the last lap. Some quick questions with some quick answers. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes in life? Never be on autopilot. Always be present, and try to your your. Old bad habits or your bad habits, try to correct them. Always try and do better and be on. And just not just in just in life, period. Just try to be your best always yeah. and try to 
learn from your mistakes, obviously, push through them and, and persevere. And that's, that's the biggest thing is, is being able to push through. I love it. If I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Hmm, living or deceased or both? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be tough. That'd be really tough. <laughs> yeah, living or deceased, someone I could bring back, bring back to life. That would be Preston Tucker. Ooh, okay. I can see that. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. I've always thought as uh, Elon Musk is the modern day Preston Tucker mm-hmm. because of what he's pushed through and, you know, people pick yes. on him and call him a Looney Tune. I think the guy's a brilliant genius from another planet. The kind of th- way he thinks and what he's doing, it's just amazing to me. When it comes to automotive advice that someone else mm-hmm. offered to you, what was that? Well, I'll always be focused always be positive, always look for the positive. It's very easy to go into the negative zone or be around negative people to to shoot your ideas down or make you feel less than. Unfortunately, yeah, I had a lot of that growing up, a lot of bullying growing up. Uh, that still affects me today and I work through it, but I, I think that is that was the biggest uh, biggest help for me is being positive, staying positive, saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to try that. I, I don't want. You know, I, yes, yeah, there might be some negatives to it, or so. Oh, you shouldn't do it because of this, this. And no, no. I, I, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. You know, and a lot of times when you head on those journeys, you don't know where you're going, but you understand the journey when you're out there, going along. You're picking up all these cool things, and I almost look at it as like a like a video game. I don't know if it's like Donkey Kong or uh, Mario <laughs> Brothers, where they're going through and they pick up like extra jewels over here that were hidden or yeah. a new uh, extra life uh, because you don't you don't know what, what's out there. And there's so many things if you are present and aware that you may miss a lot of things we, we miss. But if you're in the moment, you pick up on a lot of things that most people don't. Now, how about a resource? There are so many wonderful resources for us these days, things that I could only dream of as a kid. What's a great go to for you? Well, my always go-to and, and my very good best friend would be Fireball Tim, fireballtim.com. And it's amazing what he's doing with his coloring books. Uh, I, I enjoy it because it's tactile. It's, it's uh, uh, just a, a good way to go for, for all, for adults, for kids. Uh, it's just very cool. It's car-related. It's something that's very different. So I, I really uh, admire that part of it. And it's just nice to be uh, be with like-minded people. Okay. Um, my next thing would be would be Frank uh, uh, at French uh, Wrench Nation, ah. uh, Wrench Nation TV. Very very good friend of mine, um, and of course myself. You know, <laughs> Wicked Custom and, and Ken. I always say uh, if you uh, if you need a voice for any of your events, uh, I've got one for you. You do absolutely. Like I said, I'm a <laughs> little jealous. I need that oh. voice. <clears throat> I'm working on that voice. <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere near that voice. The hard part is, is keeping it all the way through. That's the hard part. Uh, absolutely. You know, I've just learned that when I started this, people said, just be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. the key. Well, you kind of get a, a great segue into the next thing. And by the way, if any of you listeners missed my talks with Fireball, he's been on the show a couple times. You can find both of his shows on the Cars Yeah website. It's easy to find. He's the only Fireball Tim there. So just uh, do put it in the search bar now you mentioned his coloring books which are fantastic i promoted them here he keeps coming out with new coloring books i think they're really cool he did one with tony dow which was cool he's done with with uh, gary wales who's been a guest on the show gary builds his la bestioni cars which are just the most insane things on the planet earth that guy is just out of this world is there another book maybe a, a book that you've read that you'd recommend to our listeners well um inspiration your ultimate calling. 
uh, Dr. Uh, Wayne, Dye, uh, Wayne Dyer. A lot of his books have carried me through for the self-help books to guide me through a lot of these things that, you know, the, you know my, my course that I had to struggle with as a kid. Uh, so that's helped me out quite a bit in, in understanding uh, yourself. And, and again, trying to better yourself, uh, not just for yourself, but for your friends and for your family and, and be the inspiration. Uh, that's, that's the key is what I see. Great books. All right. We're up to the checkered flag here. We're almost there. Almost the end of our ride, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But this part of it's pretty fun. I'm going to buy you a collector card today, Ken. Whatever you'd like. Oh, cool. Doesn't matter how expensive it is. It could be sitting in a museum. Could be in anybody's garage. I'm going to park it in your garage. But of course, like anything, there's a couple rules, just like in life. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. So you pick an expensive ride, you stuck with it. I want you to okay. drive it and enjoy it. No garage queens, but it's the only one collector car you can have. Now, this means you got to get rid of the Chevy and the Speedster, and I'm going to buy you a car. Or you're going to say, Mark, I'm a cheap date today. I'm going to keep a car that I have. So just for today, though, to have a little bit of fun, what can I buy you? Hmm. That was a twist. Yes. Um, Otherwise, it's too easy. (laughs) Well, I mean, my my first thought, if if I could, oh, man, I'd have to get rid of my my creations. Um, Yeah. Because I was thinking Tucker. I was thinking of Tucker. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. but since you put it that way, oh my gosh, that's tough because I've got my heart and soul, especially in Wicked 356. Yeah, I know. But you know what? That's what makes this kind of an interesting question. Here's the way I'll let you dive into it. it just for today. Okay. Just for today. Yeah. Okay. For one day? Well, oh, then I'll get, I'll get the- well, yeah, you know, I've got a lot of listeners, a lot of guests who are going to go, wait, Mark, you didn't give me that option. What makes Ken so <laughs> special? So I always say, you know, just let's kind of pretend like today. You don't have anything in your garage, a big hole sitting there. You got to fill it. It'd be a tucker. A tucker. Okay. Yeah. Well. Basically, because it was so far ahead of its time, what it represents and, and how I identify with it. It just... It's a very special in all the way around. And the, and the one ingredient that I really appreciate, too, is the fact that, I don't know if you remember the, the, the movie at the very end, when he out of the court, they, they did the 50, uh, I believe it was 50, right? 50 total. Um, and, and on their way back, and he started designing a, a refrigerator. And I thought that was the coolest thing because it's like, okay, that he, he did it. He, that's next chapter. Now I'm going to move on to something else. And and some people would be like very distraught. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I can't believe this happened. You know, s- stuck in their in their woes. But he was positive, always forward thinking. Right. Um, I admire that. Well, I'll tell you what. I happen to know Sean Tucker, who's the grandson of Preston Tucker. Well, He's been a guest on this show. Uh, in fact, he was a guest number 238. This was back in uh, 2015. So I give him a call. He knows where all the Tuckers okay. are. He has a Tucker. And just for this wow. fantasy life we're living today, I think he'll let me uh, buy that car from him and park it in your garage. So, uh, Or there's one down the road at the LeMay Museum that I could grab for you. Yeah. They've got one. So I've got my hands on a few Tuckers. Well, lucky you. I'll trade you. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you, I'll give you my hair. Oh! I'll give you my hair. You're the first person to offer me a head of hair. I think we got a winner. Chicken dinner. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, listen, Ken, this has been fun. Uh, I'm so happy that Fireball introduced us. And Tori de Blasi, who is the guy who really made this happen. Tori has brought me some very, very cool guests here. And I want to thank him for uh, the amazing people that he's introduced me to. Now, before I let you go, I want you to share one last little Parting words of wisdom for my listeners before you drive off down the coast highway in that Tucker. Well, I, 
would say always say yes and, and push yourself to always do better. You know, use your passion, your superpower to overcome your doubts or your unknown journey and enjoy the ride. Think of yourself as a researcher trying to find the answer. They don't give up on each failure. They keep going until they find the answer. Stay focused. I love it. Passion is your superpower. So that's a great way to uh, begin the new year. Don't forget it. What are the many ways people can follow you, Ken? Uh, you uh, Catch me at uh, KenVella.com. Uh, you've got WickedCustoms.com. It's W-I-K-D, phonetic, and K for representing Mr. George Barris. Yes. Uh, and Customs.com. Uh, yep. And um, you can see me on uh, the Fireball Vlog. We, we do, we've been going at that for seven, seven plus years. And all the adventures from Wheels and Ways to Muscles and Mojo. And there's so many other really cool things going on. And I have a feeling there's going to be another coloring book coming up because I've got something in my stable that, that I'm looking at very period correct Okay. A 1969 dune buggy. Ooh. And I've researched, and, I've, and, and I'm doing the same thing as I did with the Speedster. I went out there to see what's out there, and it's amazing. And I'm finding a lot of new old stock parts. So as an example, um, he's going to be doing a, a, a dune buggy coloring book. I know that's coming out. Yeah. That's going to be so much. Well, you know, I had the guy that invented the first dune buggy, Bruce Myers, as a guest on my yes. show. He just recently yes. sold his business. I saw that. I yes. think he's in his 90s now. Uh, last time I saw him was at the La Jolla Concours. He had his original yes. red Doom buggy. The first one yes. that he invented was there. So uh, that sounds yes. pretty exciting. Very, very cool. Well, listeners, again, you can find everything that Ken has been so kind to share today on his Cars yeah! show notes page. Just look up Ken Avella, V-E-L-A, and his page will pop right up. Ken, thanks for being so generous today with your time your expertise, you. and for giving me your head of hair. I'm walking away looking good in the new year until you and I talk again, my friend. I'll see you down the road. Now, where did I put my razor? <laughs> That's awesome. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up! A fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!